Spring practice. Um, one of the most interesting pieces that I've, I've thought was, I think, very telling of how much Gus has, like how far Gus has come as a coach. He's not sticking to his old ways. He's willing to change a good bit. Is he's now, by the end of the spring practice, he's told his, his assistant coaches he wants to focus the guys on one thing and one thing only, get that done, and help them improve in that one way and by the end of the spring practice he wants to have a two deep depth chart how crazy is that that we are are getting from Gus Malzahn a two deep depth chart out of spring practice well considering he wouldn't tell us who he thinks will return kick returns that's pretty wild right even give us names right (laughs) he was asked hey who's gonna be the kick return um I don't know. We got a couple guys in mind. Who are they? Um, hmm, I'm not going to tell you now. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, is it going to hurt us to, like, throw, like, three or four names out there? And, nope. Like, is it is it going to be, like, oh, crap. Like, the teams are listening in that we're about to play. They're they're going to be, like, scouting our players. No. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it's half a year away. But he likes to keep us in suspense, I guess. So, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, Gus. I guess you just don't tell us things, and then we have to extrapolate what you say, or get it from other coaches or players. Um, <laughs> all right. Yep. Um. All right. The spring practice, like just catching up on like where we're at with spring practice. We just um, we're in our first week of full practice. Um. We haven't, as far as I know, I think they're still either in uh, just helmets or shells. Um, they haven't put on full pads yet. Um, they will have completed by the end of this week uh, four practices, uh, and then they'll go into spring break from March 12th through the 16th. Uh, and then they've got the following week uh, at the end of it is a their very first scrimmage on March 24th. So that'll be like the first big time that, people will be able to at least some of the media will be able to see what's going on um and besides just using like the drills that Auburn does um the second scrimmage uh will be the following Saturday and then the following Saturday which will be April 7th that's a day. day um always a fun time to go down to Auburn and uh just enjoy um usually some beautiful spring weather um and uh, see kind of uh, a good bit of the new guys and um, see what we're made of. Do uh, you think they will let me take my golden leg into the stadium? No. I Dang wish it. they would. I wish they would. What am I going to do with it? Um, You should put it on Cam Newton's head. <laughs> have him like a, have a hat of Daniel Carlson's leg. I thought hmm. like that would be the only appropriate thing. You think you can climb up Cam Newton? His like set it in his arms. <laughs> That'd be so great. Um, yeah, you can do that. Maybe sure. I'll just like roll in its own stand and like put it over next to the uh, the bus that's out there. That oh. would work. Oh, and then you, you got to have like an official placard. Yeah, Legatron's leg. Yep. The uh, I gotta Lugrosa I gotta start World, working on this. The Lugrosa World uh, second. Finer finisher. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> never, the, never the runner up. <laughs> the runner up three times in a row. <laughs> three time uh, runner up. <laughs> three time nominee. The there leading, the leading scorer for the SEC. Yeah, that, that's like that, that would be like a. I feel like that would be like a good like caption. For yeah. 
Um, Perfect. All right, spring practice. I mean, it brings a bunch of new players and getting them up to speed, but it also uh, some of the coaching. Um, we've we've held our three main position coaches: uh, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and head coach. Which I mean, that's phenomenal to keep all three of your um, your head coaches. Um, I think that's that's a great thing for Auburn. Um, we now have uh, Auburn's uh, tight end coach uh, Larry Porter. Uh, he'll be taking on Auburn's special teams. I know Ben, you were very excited about this. Yes. Tell me why this makes you excited. Because our special teams were awful last year. <laughs> it was like kick it through the end zone or kick it out of bounds. I don't care if it's a penalty. I don't want to kick return. And yeah. the fact that now we're going to have someone who's actually, uh, well, I'm not going to say Tim Horton was bad, but he just didn't put the effort that was needed in special teams into it. So now that he'll be doing more of the recruiting coordination and uh, letting that go, I think it will be nothing but good news across the plains. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, that that was our one of our biggest gripes heading out of the 2017 season. And we were honestly kind of hoping for a devoted special teams guy. Larry Porter is going to be sharing duties of a tight ends coach and a special teams coach, but eh, that's all right. Um at least we have a different special teams coach and it's not Tim Horton where he's I mean, he did great with his with our running backs, but his special teams, um, in all honesty, it was iffy. How much does Auburn use the tight end position? Uh, not at all. Yeah, like, we really haven't. Like, how many passes did we have to a tight end this year? Maybe like five One or two. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because like, not since Lutzen Kirkin and Uzama have we yep. have we really done anything with that position. Yep. I mean, if anything, we're using them as like a like a sliding blocker. Yeah. And what I mean by like a slide, I don't know if that's a technical term. I don't think it is. Whatever but it is, when they like, run out in front of the, it's like a fullback. Yeah. That can pretty catch much like passes. A fullback. Uh huh. And sometimes you go and block. He goes and blocks. Um, but sometimes, if he wants to, he can squeeze out and go catch a pass. Yep. I mean, you saw a couple times, uh, kind of that that position, the H back. You saw Chandler Cox do that this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that's probably about it. Um, so, I mean, it, he'll he'll have plenty of focus on the special teams, and I'm sure Gus is going to be telling him you need to spend a good bit of time like on your special teams. And um, I mean, that just makes sense to me. Yep, protect the ball. Yep. Don't um, let stupid scores happen. Yep. Um, all right, so we have a few new support staff. These are guys that we've added since uh, we last talked in the last couple of months. Um, one of them, Barrett Trotter. Um, he's going to be an offensive analyst for Auburn. Welcome back, uh, sir. I know. Super exciting to hear that he is coming back um, to help out this team. Uh, we also have uh, Craig Sanders. Uh, he was a former Auburn defensive end. Uh, he'll be a grad assistant uh, to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and then we'll also have uh, the Missouri analyst, um, Jonathan Rutledge. Um, he's also going to be helping out Larry Porter, and he'll be a special teams analyst. Uh, we have a former Colquitt County, Georgia assistant, um, and his name is Bryce Giddens. He's offensive line grad assistant. And one of the bigger pieces of uh, coaches that we've that we've gotten. JB Grimes, he's going to be our new offensive line coordinator uh, uh, coach. Um, we had him uh, back when Gus was head coaching uh, back in 2013 and 20 through 2015 here at Auburn. Uh, he's, I mean, he, I don't remember having too many issues with our offensive line then. Nope. Um, it's a good team. So, I mean, uh, last team that went to the national title for Auburn. Yeah, under that O line coach. So, uh, mm-hmm. it took us like no time to hire him either. Yep. It was literally like was next like, day. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. We got you. It was great. Um, I mean, I, everything that I've heard from, I mean, yeah, the coaches are going to be a little bit more biased, but Gus, I mean, he's very high on him. Um, and even the players, you can tell, feed off of him just because he's a very, he has so much knowledge about the game and is a great teacher, can 
help these guys along their path of heading towards the NFL and making careers out of football. And I think it's great because we had a lot of talent on the O-line last year, but yep. they were anything but consistent. So hopefully some consistency will be put in place this time around. For sure. And I think that J.B. Grimes and even Gus's strategy with this season, you know how we rotate around offensive line a whole bunch this past season? And a lot of it was like injuries, but yeah, that that's a thing of the past, at least for this year. I hope so. Uh, Gus has said we're going to keep guys in the same position. We're going to establish these guys in that position on the offensive line. Because we don't have Braden um, Smith to move around 15 positions. <laughs> so, right. Um, I mean, I think he played every. He played almost every one position. every position on the field. Yep. I mean, no, he didn't really. I'm amazed but... he didn't like sneak out there and punt a ball. <laughs> that actually would have been really funny. <laughs> and the punter is Braden Smith. Huh? Who is this guy? <laughs> it's a See, big chunky guy walking out. He played the ball. In in all seriousness, though, so I don't sound like a total fool. He did play <laughs> four out of the five lineman positions last year. He did, yeah. So, it it was it was a joke I took too far, but yes. still true. <laughs> <laughs> it's still true. Yeah, he played a lot of different positions. I mean, he's a versatile guy, and I mean, we were just talking about him in the NFL Combine. But that guy's um, he's going to do some amazing things uh, in the NFL. All right, let's head into uh, some of what the players are doing and like where they're heading with the spring practice and some of the people that are uh, injured or just um, they're getting their first steps on Auburn turf and practice. All right. First one that I think of Jarrett Stidham. Um, you've probably heard the news. He, um, he had a left shoulder injury that he had surgery on minor surgery. Um, he'll be back uh, for, uh, I think I've heard even, to like full or close to full practice right after spring break. Um, he'll be back for sure by the fall of practice. Um, even some of the film already has been of him like tossing the ball um, a little bit. So not too worried about him. He'll be able to make a full recovery real quickly. He was in that sling for a solid few months though. He was true. So I guess he was just nursing it back to health, non-throwing arm. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Yeah. Which I'm glad, like he's he's staying off it for a little bit, and uh, and I mean that's helped a lot of the other uh, quarterbacks that we have, especially somebody like Joey Gatewood, um, who will likely be our third string quarterback. Um, he probably wouldn't have gotten that many reps um, in spring practice if Jarrett Stenham had uh, been healthy. Um, Man, he's he also good giving. Now. Yes. You wanna you wanna promote some competition? Bring in Joey Gatewood. Six four, baby. Six six foot four, is a. I mean, we we keep relating a lot of the quarterbacks to um, the big man Cam Newton, but I mean this guy's getting pretty close to what we saw out of Cam. He's Newton. he's like Cam without the smile and a fro. <laughs> I wonder if he. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can see yeah, it. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Look out, twenty nineteen. Yeah, I mean, I really think Joey Gatewood will be. The starter next year. I mean, I'm just making a bold prediction here, but I think Joey Gatewood will jump Malik Willis, and likely Jarrett Stenham will go to the NFL after this year um, if he has a good season. So we'll have a Cam Newton-like player and a Nick Marshall-like player on the same team. Nuts. Kind of cool. That's pretty crazy. That'd be cool. Uh, And we have Malik Willis, um, and he's been uh, our solid second string pretty much since – uh, Sean White got kicked off the team uh, last season. And, I mean, he came in and mostly like garbage time. But he's he's been, I mean, pretty consistent. I mean, he's done some like silly things as a freshman. Uh, but, I mean, he hasn't done anything super major. He just pretty much managed the game at the end. Um, and the news from him is, about him is he's, doing really well like he's he's taking that leadership role of what that you need as a quarterback um and i think that's really good um i mean from a development standpoint he's getting a lot of reps from also a development standpoint he's getting more reps in a way that when he comes into the game 
for, uh, say, Jarrett gets hurt, God forbid it, where Jarrett <laughs> has to t- step out for a, a player or two, you know Malik Willis is going to be able to handle himself um, in a big game situation. I know a lot of times we didn't put him in big games, um, even when we were ahead, which is still kind of frustrating um, oh. to not give him some experience. Very true. Um, all right. Of these three, I feel like these are probably like the three. Um, who? Okay, let's say let's let's go between Joey Gatewood and Malik Willis. Who do you think in the 2018 season will get more snaps? Uh, I'm gonna say Malik Willis just because he's put the time in. Okay. And uh, my critique of Malik is he would be starting if it wasn't for Stidham. However, Gatewood is also from what I've seen of tape of him and of the little bit that he's been in spring practice, an amazing athlete and specimen of the quarterback. <laughs> specimen. <laughs> yeah. Thought you'd like that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel like we're in somewhat of a uh, 2014 Ohio State type deal where we have three very competent quarterbacks playing on the mm. team. Yep. It'll be good. Yeah. I mean I- – I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind. Even Gus is he's, he's certain Jarrett will come back and be our number one. I mean, there's oh, yeah. for some of the season he was he wasn't directly in like Heisman talks, but like his numbers were speaking Heisman Trophy. Um, and I think and that's after like a rough start. Yeah, of last if, season. If he hadn't had the injury, or mm-hmm. he had to get surgery, he probably mm-hmm. would have gone pro. Mm, maybe. Because there was talk of, at the end, it was between Kirion either leaving or going, Petway either leaving or going, and Stidham either leaving or going. Yeah. So, ah, but I'm glad Stidham is gonna gonna get better and come back and lead the team. Yeah. Um, as far as we can tell, as far as the Wildcat goes, they're still not sure, certain who that's gonna be. Gus has like Willis. a short list. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Gus has a short list. He won't tell us who it is. I'm saying Willis. It's, okay. I I could see us potentially redshirting Gatewood. Okay, I could see that too. Because I mean, I mean that would be that would almost be a smart yeah. There's thing when you've got like a competent no need. Malik Willis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Unless you see Gatewood, I don't know, going pro after a year. Unless he just hulks out like, or something. All right, I, whatever. I don't know. You blow his redshirt. Hmm. We'll have to see as the season goes along, but I feel like he should spend majority of this season, you know, his first year of college and just in mm-hmm. the weight room, and then next year just come out and just destroy people. Yeah, and, and Chip already. I mean, I think Joey is picking up this offense. Um, I mean, he's he doesn't have the experience that Jarrett or Malik Willis does, and he won't. Like, I don't think he will until like halfway through the season or so. Well, he ran a similar offense in high school. And if you watch mm-hmm. like his two-minute drill on mm-hmm. YouTube of the short time he's been in Auburn, he's on point Yep, for the whole thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, no, it, this is a great system for him to be in. Yep. And the only thing that's holding him back is the fact that we have two very competent and solid quarterbacks in front of him. Yeah. And – just the thing, like we've had him committed since he was 16 and now he's finally here. That's exciting for Joey. Um, it's honestly kind of like, I think you were asking me before, like, how did we get him? And I was like, like why he could have probably started anywhere else. Yep. But I, I, I think he loves Auburn. I mean, it, he wouldn't have committed a couple years ago knowing now we have Jarrett. We had ahead of him probably at that time we had like Jeremy Johnson and Sean White as quarterbacks and you're like, yeah, you're probably like, you might be able to play if those guys are still at Auburn. Um, but man, like I'm just glad Joey stuck with us. Me too. Uh, wide receivers. I mean, come on, we've got so many coming back. I think all of them, uh, unless I'm blanking out on it. I think we've got all of our wide receivers coming back. Let me just go through them real quick. Cause I think it's a very impressive list of guys that have a good bit of experience. There's only a couple in here uh, that are freshmen. Um, Ryan Davis, junior. Will Hastings, junior. Darius Slayton, sophomore. 
uh, Shedrick Jackson, uh, he's a freshman coming in. He's Bo Jackson's nephew. Uh, Griffin King, sophomore. Uh, James Owen Moss, he's a sophomore. Uh, Nate Craig Myers, sophomore. Eli Stove, sophomore. Uh, we've got a redshirt freshman, Pace Osmet, and uh, Noah, Noah Igbenogany. He's a sophomore, too. The fact that you can pronounce his name is incredible. I just call Thanks. him Iggy. I, I go straight I, up Gus on that. <laughs> I think I looked at the pronunciation. I heard it so many times uh, pronounced by uh, Rod Bramblett. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I got to get this down. Ig Big Nagani. Yep. And I was like, all right, I got it now. I can't believe, uh, sh- is it Shedrick? Shedrick? Shedrick. Yeah, Shedrick. Shedrick. I feel like there should be an R in his name. I feel like I'm pretty sure there is. I was probably typing okay. in my notes. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. Shedrick Jackson. I can't believe he's a wide receiver, not a running back. He's uh, why, why? I don't what know. I just that? I feel like he'd carry on the legacy of you know the Heisman. Oh, that'd be so great. He's a little bit skinnier. Yeah, like I get that. Hmm. Um, but it's cool, like to have uh, like a guy that I would love um, to just have him put on a little bit of weight and line up on a goal line position and do. Shedrick over the top. No, oh, wouldn't no, that be incredible? We can just say Jackson over the top. There we go. Like, because that would just carry on the legacy, but it would be uniquely his. It wouldn't be Bo over the top. It'd be Shedrick or Jackson, Jackson over the top. Jackson over the top. As, Jackson over the top. Oh my god. Oh, my god. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Um. All right. Wide receiver news. Um. Just catch y'all up. Uh, Ryan Davis had a little shoulder injury um, that he had some surgery on. Um, I, I even saw some of his film I, I, from practice. It looks like he's already almost back to normal. Um, he'll be back to normal for sure by the fall. Uh, Noah Ig- uh, Igbenogany, uh kind of interesting news about him. He's going to be switching between DB and wide receiver, taking snaps from both sides of the ball. Uh He's still going to be doing kickoffs. Um, I mean, he had a phenomenal season uh, running off kickoffs. Uh, he had 24 kicks that he returned, and uh, he actually averaged, okay, so sixth in the SEC um, with 23.79 yards per, per return. Um, huh. Had a couple really big, long returns. Um, one against Ole Miss for 70 yards, and in the Peach Bowl against UCF, he had a return for 72 yards. Um, so pretty pretty exciting. I mean, he's – I feel like he's – like we always had a – like especially the second half of the season had a clue or had a, like a hunch that he was going to break away. And he broke away towards – I mean, even that UCF game. Like he's going to do that much more this, this coming season. Yeah. Uh, all right, wide receivers. We got Ryan Davis coming back. I, I think the easiest thing is to say he's probably going to be our go-to guy again. But behind him, who are you saying is going to be our uh, leading wide receiver? Uh, Hastings and then Nate Craig Myers. You're going to put Hastings in front of Nate Craig Myers? Yeah. I mean, I guess like based on the numbers. He, he and Stidham just have like a connection. It's true. It's like that, that little white wide receiver when uh, Texas had their their little... I can't remember his name. Colt McCoy? That's who uh, it was. Yeah. I feel I like love, Hastings love, is that guy. I mean, I, I already have a... I mean, it's crazy. Like, anytime Ben was even looking at a picture of Will Hastings on Auburn's website, and he's like, man, it's kind of weird to like see AJ's face on uh, On the Auburn website. website. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty dang close. Pretty darn close. He should he should pay you royalties. <sighs> dang it. Why not? He doesn't make any money. He his face. So... <laughs> When, when he gets to the pros, he should pay your royalties. There we go. That's right. That's right. Because I'll be getting a lot more from the NFL. You should sign up for like commercials. <laughs> I should sign up for commercials. <laughs> yeah. My acting career is not, I'm not aspiring to be an be actor like, by any hey, means. Hey, I'm Will Hastings. <laughs> hey, I'm Will Hastings. And I catch passes for Auburn football. <laughs> like, what? Um. All right. Running backs. We've got a quite a battle it's pretty open uh for the running back position we got asa martin 5 11 220 
Uh, he's a new guy coming in um, last season. Get this. He had 33 touchdowns in his senior year, 2,228 yards. He's a, he's a hoss. Mm. Get ready. Get ready for him to come out and just wreck defenses. You also have Cam Martin. So we got two Martins uh, in running backs now. Um, Cam Martin, you know him, uh, number nine, pretty quick little guy. Um, he, towards the end of the season, especially when we had some injuries, stepped in there. Um, and he's had, I mean, for a small-ish running back um, in a very physical downhill running style that we have, I think he did pretty decent. Um, and we also have Devin Barrett. He's uh, our little bit smaller guy, too. Um but he was taking like second team reps, so I would kind of think he's going to fall in like the second or third string by the end of uh, spring practice. And uh, then we've got Malik Miller. He's our biggest back at 225. Uh, I think he's he could he could be also in the running um, uh, for one of those like second or third spots. Um, and then we got uh, Jatavius Whitlow. Um, so he's also one of the five guys in the running. Um, of course we got Chandler Cox. He can, if we need him to run, but I highly <laughs> doubt we're ever going to make him run. I hope to God we don't make him run. He can get, you know, three or four yards. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the one time this season he he got stuffed in the line, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hope he does. I, I liked using him in the pass game and we did that a few times. Um, he had eight catches for 78 yards. He had a few nice curl routes. Yeah. Um, pretty impressive uh, little, I don't know, he hadn't done that very much in the past two seasons. Um, and then this past season decided, hey, we're, we're going to use him in the past game. Uh, and of these running backs, Ben, where, where are you thinking, like, the uh, who's going to be number one, number two, and number three? Who are you feeling? Number one, without a doubt, Asa Martin. Okay. I've been thinking he was going to be excellent since uh, he signed and excited to see him on campus. I think Malik Miller, I'd put at number two, and then Cam Martin at number three. Okay. I feel so like that's probably accurate. Malik Miller, he he definitely has the build to be one mm-hmm. of the top, and I kind of like to, ha- <clears throat> to have the thunder and lightning type deal. And uh, whereas Asa Martin will bring the lightning, I, I feel like Malik Miller would be the thunder to that. Yeah. I mean, even though Asa Martin's only, I think, five pounds lighter than Malik Miller, it looks like he's got, at least from the film I've seen, pretty quick He's feet. so shifty. He, yeah, and shifty. Like, that's that's a something that you can't really... I mean, you can kind of gauge that from a numbers perspective, but, I mean, uh, when I've seen Malik Miller come in there, I mean, he's... He's downhill. He's not... Yeah, he's a downhill runner. Yeah, he's, he's hitching in the mouth. Line up yep. and just punch it. Yep. Which, to have the two together, I feel like Asa Martin will be more of, uh, I guess, a Kyrion-type runner. Possibly, so, yeah. Because Kyrion, the one thing, I, I think Asa will be like quick off the line, whereas Kyrion will kind of wait. But mm-hmm. the way that they weaved through the D-line is going to be the same type of running style, I think. Yeah. So It's, it's exciting times for running backs. Yeah. Uh, we've, we always have a good bit of depth. And running back, you guys, you, uh, you lose your top two, and then more come in. Yep, um, and to have Asa Martins come in, I mean, it, I also have a gut feeling that it's going to be Asa, uh, probably followed by uh, Cam Martin, maybe have a little bit quicker speed. And we're always going to, I mean, I know Eli Stove technically is a wide receiver, but come on, he's he's more a running back than anything uh, with the speed sweeps. Yep, that's um, all he does, though. Yeah. It is true. I mean, he's not going to line up and running back position and take something and go straight over the middle. Like, yeah, Eli Stove would not do well against big linemen. I don't know. I feel like we need to mix it up with him though, because anytime he gets anywhere close to the backfield, or you think that he's going to like run around to change positions within the line, and then he just takes off backwards, everyone knows it's a sweet a speed sweep, and yep. everyone's yep. looking for it. So. I mean, sometimes we do, like, I felt like we did a decent job of faking it, but I mean, if you, if you see them come in full steam, uh, you gotta, you gotta respect it. And maybe, 
if we play our cards right and we have some sort of counter to that, we see uh, linebackers are shifting over a little too much. Hey, we're going to run it to the other side um, with our running back. So, uh, yep, I've I'd, always liked Eli Stove in, in that speed sweep style. I'd like to fake it. Yes. I think that would be because we've shown that always. look so many times and we've done it so many times. Mm-hmm. Fake it a couple times and then actually run it. That, that's yeah. a good call. Um, all right, offensive line. This is we already hit on it. Um, JB Grimes wants to get these guys established. Um, the first team, at least from right now, it looks like it's going to be Prince Tega, uh, left tackle, uh, Markwell Harrell at left guard, uh, Caleb Kim at center, and uh, Mike Horton at left guard, and then finally, uh, we've got at right tackle Calvin Ashley. Um, so we've got a few guys in there that have had some good experience. Tega, uh, Prince Tega has gotten seven games in the last season. Uh, Markwell Harrell had six games. Uh, Mike Horton had seven games of experience last season. Um, then we got Calvin Ashley, who's a redshirt freshman. Um, and then we've also got uh, Caleb Kim, um, who's a new guy for the offensive line. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. Like what? What's your anticipation? What's your expectation for how this offensive line is going to do under JB Grimes? Uh, I have a lot of hope for them. I really think that they'll be able to gel and protect Jarrett and open up some holes for Asa to run through. So I feel good. I think. Yeah. I think Prince Tega is going to be the uh, the cornerstone, which is going to be nice. Mm. And having him at that position as well to protect Jarrett's blind side will be good. Yeah, for sure. You need a solid guy at left tackle yep. for that. Uh yeah, it's I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um okay, by the way, I just okay, we might have messed up because I think didn't we say Braden Smith was like moving around? But I think it was Austin Golson. I'm pretty sure it was Austin Golson. Oh, is that right? I think so. I thought I I could be wrong. That was fine. Like I think we were both thinking uh Austin Golson was right. the one who played every every position? I think so. I believe so. Because he, he played center, too. I remember that. So we, Hey, we created There was ourselves. so much movement on the O-line. Oh, I don't so think it true. matters. I don't think it matters either. Every I player mean, I'm pretty played sure every guy, multiple yeah. positions. Yep. It's so it true. Was, it was the least consistent O-line I've ever seen at Auburn. Yeah. And yet, sometimes they would gel. Like We would have games where it would be a completely new set of offensive line and they would just be able to we'd get like uh, a couple guys that are close if not cross the 100 yard mark in that game yeah no i definitely think that we had some really good games but it get, like week to week consistency is what i was talking about yeah i feel like we never knew what o line was going to show up mhm and we didn't. it, it and that's, didn't make that's any probably sense. frustrating and that's probably frustrating for like somebody like Jarrett who i mean you you need time to and protection in the pocket. Uh-huh. And then we'd have games where you'd have like seven or eight tackles. And you're like, what the heck? And then we'd have some games where they wouldn't get a sack at all. I mean, it's just, yeah. Like so when we played against Clemson and they got like 11 sacks and then we played against half the other teams and a hundred percent protection. Yep. Yep. I, I just did not get it. Um, and maybe that's something that JB Grimes can bring the consistency. And I mean, I, this is something it sounds like they're they're they have in mind because they want to establish these guys in their position uh have the center that you're going to play center you don't have to worry about playing left guard right guard any of the other uh, positions you're just playing center like focus on that role and the way and that role in the offense um so i think offense is is got it's a little bit of question marks, especially offensive line. We had four guys from the last season um, that started offensive line that are no longer there, um, and now we've pretty much got a almost a brand new line. Um, so some question marks there, but we got plenty of time to get those guys gelled um, and ready to go for the first game of the season. Uh, all right, Ben. Overall offense, are we going to be better? or worse than we were in 2017 better in what way uh all around wide receivers have another year under their belt 
Uh, Jarrett Stedham has another year under his belt, like a full year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he understands the system better. Chip Lindsay has a year under his belt. Last year was his first year, and he did very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think Asa Martin's going to bring a different dynamic that we didn't have last year. Last year, between Kirion and Petway, they both were excellent running backs, but they were they they dealt with injuries the entire year. Yeah. And we never knew who was going to come out and play and how well they were going to be. I don't think we had a single game where they were a hundred percent. No, I mean I think we had one game where they both played, but yep, but they weren't a hundred percent. Both, yeah, both of them weren't a hundred percent. Because in that one game, Petway got like three touchdowns, but they were all. Mm-hmm. I think he had like thirty yards. Yeah, it was so tiny. So, yeah, that's that's going to be something this year that I really hope the uh, the running game will be more. I know I keep saying consistency, but I just feel like last year we were an excellent team. When we wanted to be, yep. But our consistency was not there, and that's why you know we finished out eight and four, or whatever it was, or nine and four, somewhere in there. Yeah. And uh, we we were able to go to the top and beat Georgia and Alabama, but you know we couldn't hold a thirty point lead against LSU. So yeah, I think the consistency will be there this season, and because of that, the offense will be even better than it was last year. Yeah, I mean our. 10 and 4 and those four losses each one of them we had all the chances to win each of those games I mean even UCF what a joke yep yep I mean <laughs> just to rub it in Alabama's face sure they won the national championship like <laughs> they have a better record than Bama um come on like we we should have beaten them um, and I understand like the guys had just gone through the gauntlet of beating Georgia and Bama uh, and then playing Georgia again. It just sucks. Like that, that part still sucks. Um, even three months are moved yep. that we, that we just didn't finish the season well. And I think that looks badly, probably even more so on the coaching staff. Um, it, like we didn't have guys ready to go when carry on was limping on the field or not limping well sometimes he was limping yeah um but he was holding that shoulder and not taking hits on that shoulder protecting that shoulder in the ucf game and probably was i mean if he was 50 percent, i mean man um that man struggled um throughout that game that's why you saw that fumble at the end i mean he was just trying to hold everything together um and we didn't have a guy behind him to pick up the the slack um i mean that that part just still irks me a little bit um and i really hope the coaching staff figures that out i mean when we're ahead of teams this coming season i hope i really hope that we're going to be able to put in some guys that are going to be second and third string get them ready for when we need them in the big games um you can't just rely on the main guys, your starters, because football is a physical sport. And you're going to get injured. You need to be able to rest them. Yeah, I think that's why we had so many injuries too, is because we just kept playing the same guys. Heck, Kirion had to run for like 32 on average plays a game. That was that's insane. That's so much. That's why SEC. you have injuries. Yeah. Um, yep. Hopefully, we only have... kept him. I mean, if we'd only kept him healthy. I think we would have won the SEC championship. Probably. I mean, they they stopped they stopped Georgia stopped our our passing game. They stopped our run game. If we had gotten even one of those clicking, it would have opened up the other. Yep. And I think carry on because he was shut down so early and so short like he didn't have I don't think maybe like a 5 or 6 yard carry at max. Um you probably if you if you get him healthy or keep him healthy for that game, you, you'd have a better chance of being able to do some really neat stuff against Georgia. And then, hey, we'd be in the playoffs. But we showed up in the Peach Bowl, which is still a great bowl, but it's not the playoffs. Yeah, we uh, didn't play well. Yeah, we didn't play well at all. All right, let's quickly talk about defense. Um, overall, Ben, what are you expecting out of this defense and – from looking back at the 2017 defense, is there positions that you're you're looking uh, maybe to improve? Uh, 
Well, more so fill in holes because DBs and safeties are all depleted. Yeah. So I definitely want the secondary to be better. And for the same sense, like the line, we lost a couple of solid players there for the second year in a row. We, yep. We almost have to rebuild all of defense. And so it's going to be very good that our offense will be better this year because our defense will be worse. And so the offense I think it'll is be gonna... worse at the beginning. Yeah. But I, I mean, still, Kevin still. No, there's he's solid he's... coordinator and solid talent yeah. behind. I'm not saying they're going to be terrible, but yeah. it's not going to be lights out from the get go. No, no. Still, okay. You're saying lights out. We still never had a shutout. We didn't. No. Like, are are you like how likely? If you had to give me a percentage, are we going to have one shutout where we hold a team to zero points in the next next season? Uh, I think it's going to happen. We play Liberty. Okay. We play Liberty, and I'm going to that game. And maybe. <laughs> like, what percentage would you give it? Like, 20%? What, what I give us, I I would bet against us Wow, having a shutout. Because... I mean, it's probably, probably a safe bet. We, it, we could be beating a team, like, 80 to nothing, and we'd still let them go and kick a field goal. Or we would allow them on one of our kickoffs to run it all the way back. I don't think that's not going to happen this year. <laughs> no, that's true. That has happened in years past. Yeah, but no, not not this year. We're fixing that. Yeah, plugging that yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the positions that we are um, feeling, we got the buck position. Jeff Holland was playing that. Uh, TD Moultrie is going to be stepping in. It looks like, at least from the early signs. Um, to play the buck position. Uh, we've got uh, the defensive tackle, Derek Brown, and we've also got uh, Dontavious Russell, um, both guys with good experience. Uh, the, that's good to have a couple solid guys in there. Um, on defensive end, we got Marlon Davidson. Again, we've had him. Um, he's been a monster uh, in years previous. And uh, then we also had another defensive end, uh, but he's he tore his Achilles. Um uh, Daquan, uh, Newkirk. Um, and, uh, we'll see if he get, he's able to get back, uh, before the fall. Yeah, it sucks. But I think uh, Paul Jan- I think it'll be better by the fall time. I think uh, they had said that he, he did this like right before spring practice too. Yeah. It was like, that's so, yeah, that's the just worst like part. the perfectly wrong time. Yeah. Yep. So I think it'll be back by fall. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and we got Paul James the third, um, who, who he left the program, um, as a senior. Um, it's kind of sad. I mean, he's been here for a little while, um, and now he he's left. Um, isn't he going to Fort Lauderdale? None. I thought I saw that somewhere. Honestly, I haven't seen that. I, I might be right. I could be wrong. Maybe I just think that Kiffin takes everyone that <laughs> that leaves Auburn. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he played in nine games uh, this past season uh, and only recorded nine tackles. Um, he's probably looking at the depth that we have at a, a defensive line and we're like, probably thinking to himself, it's probably not going to get much better for me in my senior year. So I'm going to probably transfer over and uh, see what luck I can have um, at a different program. Uh, at linebacker, we've got Deshaun Davis and Daryl Williams. I mean, the linebacker's another big spot that we've got to fill in. Um, we had Trey Williams. Um, I mean, he's, he was such a boss at, at linebacker. Uh, and now we're no longer going to have him, but we do have another Williams, Daryl Williams. Um, so uh, we're going to have, I'm glad for this, uh, on defense, we're going to have a couple Davis watches. It's not going to be Carlton Davis. We're going to have Deshaun Davis, hopefully, and Javaris Davis. So happy to keep that that legacy of having a watch for the Davis um, still going on. Um, yeah, we had Carlton Davis. He left uh, the program, um, and we have to have a few guys step up. I mean, Javaris Davis is one of those. Uh, Jamel Dean, uh, Jordan Peters, who's probably going to be playing nickel. And we've got a couple big guys. I mean, Trey Matthews. Um, who played safety for much of last season. Um, he's, he's going to the NFL. I mean, you got some guys that had a lot of leadership on this team and there's going to be some gaps that, 
Daniel Thomas and uh, Jeremiah Denson are going to have to step in. Um, Jeremiah Denson, though, I mean, Gus even said he's pretty much a coach on the field. Um, so I, both of the, both of the safeties, I mean, you're kind of like, um, I'd almost equate it to, if you're thinking about baseball, like somebody like a catcher who's like orchestrating the offense a little bit, he gets to see the whole field, um, and direct where people are moving, um, what kind of shifts he's seeing, um, and help the defense figure out what's going to come and hit them. Um, so it's good to have guys with some good experience. Um, and a lot of these defensive players have played a good bet um, in the past season. Well, it's exciting. We're going to see what this the the identity of this defense is going to be. Uh, I'm kind of on the same page as you. I don't think it's going to be as good as 2017. Um, but, hey, it's still a Kevin Steele defense, and he's going to be able to do some great things with our defense. Yep. We've gotten by with uh, mediocre defenses before, and I think this one will be above mediocre. So, not not yeah. too worried. Yeah, I agree. Um, for special teams, we already talked about special teams coach Larry Porter. Um, he's going to be our special teams coordinator, uh, taking over for Tim Horton. And uh, this is just kind of earlier reports of what positions uh, people are going to be taking, but it sounds like punter is going to be. Anders Carlson, um, aka Baby Carlson. Um, I'm sure that name will probably not uh, go away very soon, but uh, we'll, we're going to keep calling him Baby Carlson until we'll see the uh, see the bronze leg right now. Yeah, he's the bronze leg. We we haven't um, we haven't given him. Uh, let's say uh, let's give him like the steel leg, and then once he starts proving himself, we'll give him the bronze leg. I feel like we got to like upgrade him a little the bit. The aluminum leg. The aluminum leg. I like it. Uh, and then Ian Shannon is uh, looking like he's probably going to be moving back to a full-time kicker. Um, we're also, and Daniel Carlson's baby brother, Anders Carlson, um, is also a kicker. So there's going to be some competition there. And Ian Shannon, if you remember, was our punter from last season, at least from the beginning of it. Um, so, I think they they decided he's um, he's going to be more consistent and better off playing at, in a kicker role. There's a get this. So we had uh, Tyler Stovall, Papa Stove. Uh, he was our holder for the past I think three, maybe even four seasons. It's been a long time, um, and now we have to find our next holder. Um, and there's some of the names that have been thrown out: Will Hastings, Griffin King, uh, Bowhorn, and Sage Ledbetter. Um, all of them have been uh, thrown around as guys that are going to be holders um, to replace Tyler Stovall. Um, I would love to see Will Hastings out there. Same, but that's my choice. I mean, he's got good hands. I mean, look at him. Yeah, he can catch anything. Well, the thing is, is that you put Will Hastings there, that gives him an extra dimension for like the next level. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to mm-hmm. see him go out and be like the next Wes Welker type player. I don't know if that'll sure. happen or not, but you know, we should set up a booth for a day and say, "Come get your picture with the golden leg or with Bill Hastings." <laughs> that would be hilarious, and I'll I'll make sure to wear my Auburn jersey. There you go. Yeah, we can make it happen. Be perfect. Uh, for punt returners, um, uh. I- from what I can tell, it's kind of cryptic what what Gus was saying. Um, we're kind of like reading between the lines. We have to replace Stephen Roberts, who was our punt returner last season. Uh, he graduated. And I'm thinking, I mean, if, if I'm looking back, Ryan Davis did a good job of returning punts last season. He had two punt returns for 42 yards. Um, we might have some other guys thrown in there i don't think gus has mentioned any of them by name but we'll see what which who who turns out to be the punt returner uh, for kick returners um my guess is probably still gonna be noah Igbenogany. um he did such a great job this past season like we mentioned he finished sixth in the sec uh as far as average punt return or kickoff returns um all right special teams is it gonna be better or worse, better, because it can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Do you think we'll have either a kick or a punt returned? No. For a touchdown? You don't think so? Neither. I hope not. <laughs> Do you think we'll have one, uh, a kickoff return back to the 50? Do you think we'll we'll hold a team to that? Mm. That's, that's pretty... I mean, that's just, I mean, you'd have to have very good kickoff return every single time for that to be the case. We'll see. Okay. Okay. What do you think Anders Carlson this season, what's his longest or whoever the kicker is going to be? Let's say hypothetically just Anders. What do you think 53. his longest kick? You think 53? 53 yard kick. He's got, I mean, he, he was breaking rule, uh, breaking records that Daniel Carlson set. Back in high school, he'll line up so, at like. Got a good what, chance. What would be that? That'd be like the, the forty-three uh, one, or yeah, is it forty-one? Is it because so, it's ten yards deep, right? Uh, seven from the line. So, is that how that works? Is, is it? Well, I should know I, the I'm measurements from the snap. From the snap. Oh, that's right, because uh, he have to line up. Yeah, so he'd, so he'd be, be like the on ball. the fifty-yard line. Yeah. That well, yeah, close to it. Yeah. Yeah. That that's pretty crazy. That uh, yes, I want to see that. I would love. To I see wanted that. to see Daniel go out there and at least friggin' try to break the NCAA record. I don't know why we didn't try. Yeah. Oh, by the way, so I forgot to mention this in our NFL combine, but get this: uh-huh. Daniel Carlson was perfect. Didn't even miss one field goal in all the NFL combine. That's that's amazing. Um, and he's. He felt very confident, like kicked most of them very solidly through the middle. I mean, that's I I would love to see him play in the next level, and I, you're gonna see it. Um, he's gonna get picked up by somebody. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be knocking some some amazing uh, footballs through in the NFL. Um, and he was even talking about, and I didn't even think about this. So in the NFL, he had to transition to the NFL. Uh, the footballs are a little bit longer. Um, which actually turns out to be better for a kicker because that's more surface area that you can kick. Uh, and the hash marks are narrower. So he's doesn't have to kick at such weird angles. Um, the only hard part is extra points because they're moved back to the 15 yard on, but I mean, it's Daniel Carlson. I mean, he's, he's a very consistent guy. Um, if anybody can make a good high percentage of those extra points, I think Daniel Carlson can do it. Um, all right, Ben, we've talked about spring practice and at least the beginnings of where we're, where these players are panning out. What, what's your overall impression of this team? Um, what's your expectation? You don't have to give me like a record or anything, but like on, like, don't be, let's try to not be like super Homer here, but like, (laughs) how far do you think you're going to go? Uh, I think we will beat LSU this year because we don't have to play them in, uh, Death Valley. Yeah, thank goodness. Uh, I'm gonna say at at least ten and two. I could take that. I mean, it's slightly better than last season. Well, I mean, it's like right at last season. Yeah. Um, I think our offense is gonna keep us going, which is gonna be a little interesting to see our offense being consistent. Um more than probably our defense. I mean, that's just my gut feeling right now. Now, I may be proved wrong as soon as we start seeing what actually is our defense. True. Uh, maybe the newer <laughs> guys are stepping up, but it's just my gut. Like, we have so many guys returning in the wide receiver slots and uh, quarterback with Jarrett Stenham. It just makes me think we're going to be able to do some great things uh, on, on the offensive side. Um, special teams, I mean, it has to be better. It has to be, um, exciting times for Auburn. Um, and, uh, listeners will be coming back to you, uh, just in about three weeks. We're going to take a couple weeks off just because next week there's not going to be any real big news since they're, they're going to be at spring break. Uh, the week after they're just coming back from spring break. And then the final week, uh, or the following week, it's going to be, um, I think it's April 27th or 26th, something like that or March 26th um, is when we're going to be doing um, our next podcast. So um, keep an eye out for that week um, of when we'll be reviewing uh, weeks two and three of the spring football practices. And then we'll be 
doing a couple more right after that for a day and uh reviewing a day so exciting times i mean football's back uh it's it was a long three months but it's finally back uh and it's been good i mean i've kind of honestly been my attention i'm glad auburn basketball has been really really good like that's kept a lot of my attention uh for watching sports but man it's gonna be good to see some football in just a little over a month yep Ben, what you thinking um, now that we've reviewed? Um, any final thoughts? Uh, I'm excited, man. I mean, the team is coming together. Gus is holding back on us, and so there's a lot to really decipher over the next few weeks. And it's it's just nice to have football back. Is that, is that bad? So true. <laughs> like, basketball's been great, so. but uh, this is the South, and I'm – I'm excited for what 2018 has in store for us. Oh, yeah. I mean, basketball is great. And I think Auburn is becoming more, I don't know, it's got a good fan base, at least from this year, for basketball, which is unheard of um, in years previous. Like, we've had a few, I mean, you can tell, like, there's people that consistently come to basketball games, but it's grown. I mean, when your team's very successful like this, it's bound to grow. And you got a guy like Bruce Pearl who's, I mean, he's, if anything, a marketing genius. Yep. Uh, and getting guys and girls and in, into the seats. It's it's going to be amazing to see basketball um, and our football seasons this coming season. I mean, okay, also think about this. We have so many teams in the 2017 slash until now, the 2018 season, that have been ranked were like that's insane. Auburn at one point was about to go play for the playoffs. Like uh basketball, I mean at one point was number five in the nation. Uh softball always consistent, like top fifteen, top ten team. Uh we got women's basketball doing very success being very successful. Uh baseball isn't doing incredibly uh, this season. And and Hey, listeners, for you, we've got a lot of these shows on our podcast network, um, on the ETC network, that you can listen to our analysis and catch up on what's been going on. Um, so just keep an eye out on our on our um, iTunes and SoundCloud feeds and wherever you get your your podcast. Um, we're all we're all on them. Um, ben, do you have anything else? You know. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger, but what a time to be an Auburn Tiger. So great. Always we great. so many things. It's always great, but it's even greater right now. That's right. Uh, yeah, um, we just wanted to say thanks for y'all sticking with us and coming back, even though we haven't been doing this podcast for, I think, about two months now. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess I have a couple things to plug, though. It. Sure. So, uh... Let me see if I can remember them since it's been a while. One, the E2C Patreon. Uh, we have that, and that is out there. So search it if you feel like you want to support us. Also, the t-shirts on TeePublic. Is that right? Yep, you got it. And uh, I've got one of them. It's pretty sweet. I think AJ has yep. a dozen of them at this point. I've, I've ordered all of the different colors. So I've even gotten a throw pillow, which is pretty sick. <laughs> I know you're like AJ, you're so girly. I get a no, throw I, pillow. I think no, it's awesome. dude, it's it's like going in my man cave when I'm you know, at my house. Anytime, just I find one of the most refreshing things that I can do in the house is take a nap on the couch. Dude, yes. it's it's and like sleeping a on a couch. Perfect, it's right there. Like sleeping on a cloud. And you get that nice little E2C throw pillow under your neck. <laughs> ah, it's perfect. So no, no judgment here, sir. Okay, good. And then good. also, last thing, Amazon affiliate link costs you nothing. You just click through it, and somehow we get a kickback. Maybe, possibly, ask Kyle. Yep. It's magic. We don't understand the technology behind it. But, but everyone orders from Amazon. Sometimes the internet so is magic. It is magic. Yep. Everybody nowadays get something from Amazon. Um, and Amazon might even come to Atlanta. It's pretty exciting. Um, Could be. Yeah. 
Good times. Good times to be an Auburn Tiger, even in Atlanta. Hey, Auburn is two hours away from Atlanta, so they can just take all the talent from Auburn, transplant Ooh. it here. Ooh. Job fairs. They're definitely going to be coming to Auburn if they can. Oh, yeah, they will. Ooh, that would be awesome. Get a lot of Auburn grads into Amazon. That's right. Cool. Um, all right, guys, we really appreciate it, and uh, thanks for listening to us. And like always, War Eagle. War Eagle. That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network, and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is e2cnetwork at gmail.com and our website, e2cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.